The compartment is dark. He strains to find Van through a dark cloud of smoke and ozone. He calls to him. Through the haze, he discerns an outline. Van's limp arm hanging over the armrest. He is unconscious. He did not buckle his belt. He has hit his head. Things go from bad to worse. A resounding pop, and the cabin loses pressure. A shopping list of items, papers, pens, bottles, jackets, hats, nuts, swims upstream, hurtling toward the rear of the plane, toward Ian. He covers his face with a forearm. His lungs feel constricted. He fights for oxygen. A mask connected to a clear bag drops. It slaps Ian about the face, toying with him as he tries in vain to grab it. He throttles the tubing high up and works his hand down, taming the serpent. He wraps the elastic bands about his head, feels the air flow freely. He remembers something. Make sure your mask is securely in place before assisting children. Van. The smoke exhausts rapidly from the plane. Van is slumped forward, blood streaking from a gash on his forehead and flying from his hair in droplets. Ian lunges at the mask dangling above Van. His seatbelt labors to hold him in place. The belt stretches hard, nearing its limits. Ian's back throbs, G-forces trying to fold him like a poolside chair. He works feverishly to secure Van's mask, but the elastic straps are slick with blood and make slow work of it. Over one ear, then the other. He finishes and tries to return to his seat. A first aid kit tears through the air. It looms larger and larger until it strikes Ian between the eyes. The irony is almost lost on him, his consciousness threatened. He feels himself going limp, his spine bending, his arms fluttering like streamers over his head. His oxygen line pulls taut, threatens to break. Blackness visits Ian from the edges of sight. He's facing the rear of the plane now, and a sickening revelation shocks him to life. A ragged hole, two to three feet across, occupies the space where a passenger once sat five rows back. Ian watches the sky pluck another, screaming and still strapped to his chair into the abyss, as effortlessly as a child ripping the head from a dandelion. His seatbelt is slipping. He claws for a hold, laboring to pull to a seated position. His biceps and shoulders burn, his abdominals tense and knot. He leans forward, preparing for the imminent crash. Dear God, not like this. The plane screams, muscles toward a more gradual descent. Ian feels the gravity slam him again. It is still much too quick, much too steep. Yet the cabin pressure is closing in on that of the air howling about the plane's shell. The aircraft pierces the clouds, plunging through them, a diver with no thought of ever surfacing. From the jump seat, Wright shouts at the top of her lungs. She orders them to assume crash positions but no one can hear her over the maddening drone of the plane slicing through the black sky. The noise is terrifying, but Ian dreads the coming silence more.